everyone, welcome to the podcast again and we start off with a bit of news about the podcast itself. As you may have realised if you've downloaded this podcast, uh, the hosting has changed and the subscriber feed has changed. Now I have talked about this on the blog and I have mentioned this on one of the audio booths so I won't go into too much detail because most of the detail is there, the reasons why. But at the end of the day, it came down to bandwidth and the service that we were getting from Podcast Machine. Basically, it was becoming increasingly difficult to do the podcast and get it uploaded and things like that because we were running into all sorts of issues. And even when we did get it uploaded onto the hosting, we were then finding that within seven or ten days, people were not able to access the podcast. They weren't able to download it, and there's no point in me recording it if no one is able to hear it. So that's the reason for the move. It is a bit of a drastic move, I must admit, and it does mean, to a certain extent, starting from scratch. But I think it's something that was necessary for moving the podcast on. We have also improved certain aspects of the podcast there is album art with it now and we are also making sure that the files are slightly smaller but you know keeping in mind that the quality needs to be of a certain standard so we're sort of refining the podcast at the moment and making sure that we do the best job possible and hopefully over the next few weeks and months we will be adding one or two more improvements as we go along Okay then, let's have a look at what's been happening in the photography news for March. And the story I'm going to concentrate on uh, only came out about two or three days back. And it's to do with the Arts Council of England Funding Awards. Now, these awards come out and it's funding uh, all sorts of art related uh, organisations around England. They can be theatres, they can be dance groups, they can be photography galleries. Sadly, the budget has been cut considerably. The Arts Council get money off the British government and the British government have been making cuts or savings, as they like to call them. Uh, But they've been making these cuts and they decided to cut the Arts Council funding budget for England by nearly 50%, a considerable amount. What this means is a lot of pain for some of these organisations. But instead of the Arts Council actually turning around and saying, well, we're going to spread the pain and we're going to still support everybody, but everybody is going to take a 10 or 15% cut. However, this isn't the way that the Arts Council have decided on their funding. They've decided to take a more strategic approach. Strategic being their word of choice to describe the process that they have used to come to their decisions. What they've decided to do is they have decided that some organisations will get increases in their funding and some of them will not in what the Arts Council have described as some strategic decisions. Strategic being the word that they use. This basically means that we have decisions being made on the basis of not cutting the funding across the board, but cutting the funding to certain individual organisations. So some organisations will have their funding cut so that others can survive. I suppose you could say it's almost like an Arts Council survival of the fittest. They say that it's nothing to do with what these organisations have been doing, 
but they have a rather funny way of choosing the targets for their cuts. In one case, it was Side Gallery, a rather superb documentary photography gallery in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. It is unique what it does. I can't overemphasise that. It is unique what Side Gallery do. I can't think of that many documentary photography galleries in the UK. There are galleries that show documentary work elsewhere, but we're talking about a gallery that just shows documentary photography, humanist documentary photography. Um, Now, there are bound to be a few people who say, well, surely a gallery like this, you know, should be able to survive on its own merits. And to a certain extent, I would agree with them. But on the other hand, do we have to put an economic value to everything that we do in this world? Do we have to have a price put down on uh, what people do, what their economic value is? And if that isn't covering its own costs, then it shouldn't exist. Because if that's the case, you know, we we have quite a few things that we could actually argue uh, should be cut. I always remember reading a story about Magnum. Now, the Magnum Photo Agency, for many, many, many years, was very, very near to bankruptcy. In fact, the likes of uh, Robert Kappa nearly managed to bankrupt him himself on one or two occasions. But at the essence of what I'm trying to say is is that Magnum managed to come through it and Magnum isn't just about money. Magnum is about an idea and a principle and Side Gallery is basically the same. It is about a principle, it is about showing something that is unique and needs to be shown. And really that's what the Arts Council seem to have forgotten when they've been making their decisions. If you have something that's unique in England Surely it needs looking after, doesn't it? Surely it needs someone to say, here's the money. Um, We encourage you to try and find the money from other sources if you can make it somehow. Of course, a lot of galleries run run evenings, courses, things like that, you know, where they try and make money. They sell books, they have a shop, you know, they, they do all sorts of things. They might even have a cafe where they try and raise money for themselves, but they they cannot always do it on their own. They sometimes need help, and that's what the Arts Council funding is about. It is about helping people, because art often helps people as well. Photography often helps people. The thing that really annoys me as well is that the Photographer's Gallery down in London, which is a fantastic photography gallery, don't get me wrong, I've been in it, you know, it does a superb job, but it has been funded for £2,700,000. £2,700,000. So they're not far off being funded for a million pounds a year. What does Side Gallery want? They want £60,000 a year to continue running. So it it's quite a considerable gap. And what I can't understand is is why they can't pull some of that money. You can't honestly tell me that the photographer's gallery would miss £180,000 out of their budget when they've been allocated 2700000 That still leaves them with 2500000 doesn't it? You can't honestly tell me that they are going to miss 
£180,000 in funding. But maybe they might do. They might argue about that. Anyway, there are a lot of people who are batting for Side Gallery on Twitter. No doubt this story will continue running. And hopefully, with a bit of pressure on the Arts Council, we will be able to reverse the decision. I am certainly going to do whatever I can do to help this gallery survive, even if it means dipping in my pocket. Uh, Donations and things haven't been asked for yet, but there is a petition which can be signed. It is an important fight and it needs to be taken to the Arts Council and I think that's what's going to be done over the next few weeks. There's 12 months and decisions have been reversed by people complaining to the Arts Council about their funding decision and if enough people kick up a stink I'm sure that the situation can be improved for Side Gallery but I just think it's a ridiculous decision to make to cut an organisation's funding by 100% is just disgusting really okay right we're on to the web links now now I've got three links which I've found which I'm rather impressed with now the first one is about portraiture I know I've been doing an awful lot of photojournalism links recently Although I do like the idea of the podcast being a mix of all sorts of photography. I like all sorts of photography anyway, whether it be landscapes, whether it be uh, action photography, sports photography, photojournalism, um, fine art photography and portraits. And it's portraits that I'm going to concentrate on for this month. Uh, The first link that I'm going to give you, photography link, is My Day With, which is by Mark Tucker. It's a fantastic blog that he's put together. And what it does is... Well, the best way I can describe the project is by reading out what he says, what Mark says himself about the project, which is, uh, My Day With celebrates special people and places in my adopted hometown of Nashville. And underneath that, he even actually adds, Do you know a unique person or place that I should feature. So he's even asking for people to actually add ideas, which I think is fantastic. And the picture that I'm looking at at the moment is Kim Sherman and Cotton Music. He's photographed the owner of a guitar store in Nashville. Um, and the photograph has the, the, the caption, Kim rearranging the display guitars after a busy Saturday of selling. The people are just ordinary people getting on with their lives. They're not superstars, they're not rock stars. We tend to have an awful lot of photography now that is thrust at us by the media, which deals with, uh, well, celebrity, the cult of celebrity. Uh, That's what it's all about these days. If you're famous, then you are somebody. If you aren't famous, then you're a nobody. And that is so complex. Utterly, utterly wrong. Everybody has got a story to tell. It doesn't matter whether you're famous or whether you are the the owner of a guitar store in Nashville. You all have something to say. And the idea of a photographer going out and spending the day with someone is fantastic. It reminds me slightly of the Picture Post, which was a publication... Uh, that Britain had up to about the late 1950s. And they used to have 
similar sort of photo stories where they would go out and just photograph somebody who was ordinary. They would go out and photograph someone who had a complete ordinary job, something that normally most people wouldn't even notice if they passed them in the street. But they would go out and just photograph them for the day. And this is exactly what Mark has been doing. And it's a fantastic uh, project that he's he's put together. It really is. It's well worth a look. Ah, and there's another aspect as well that's quite interesting about this work. Mark has been using a variety of bits of kit to take these pictures and document these people. He's using video. He's using digital uh, photography using a Nikon D3X. But the one that I like the best and the one that seems to produce the portraits that I love the most is a 1940s 5.4 camera with a Polaroid back. And the pictures that he's getting from that camera are just fantastic. They really are. Check them out. They're brilliant. Right, OK, we're on to link number two. And this is Annie Leibovitz. Now, I can't make my mind up whether I actually like these pictures. I went and posted them onto my Facebook page about a month ago. And even now... I still don't know whether I actually like the pictures. I admire them for their technical brilliance. I mean, Annie Leibovitz is a remarkable photographer. She's very talented. She does. She's quite divisive. Some people don't like her work that much. Others absolutely adore it. I, I like some of her work, and I don't like some of her other work. I think she's one of these top photographers. She's a bit like David Bailey in a way. Sometimes you absolutely love his work and sometimes you think, well, yeah, it's not quite up to what I would say your standard is, if you know what I mean. You, you can be quite uh, judgmental about some of the work that they do. And what Annie Leibovitz has done in these portraits, called Disney Dream Portraits by Annie Leibovitz, is she's taken celebrities and put them into fairy tale and fantasy uh, stories. So, for instance, she's got one of Penelope Cruz and Jeff Bridges playing Belle and the transformed prince from Beauty and the Beast, which... You know, is I mean, it's a fantastic photo. It almost looks like a painting, to a certain extent. But I don't know. There's just something about it. So I will leave the decision of whether you like them or not up to you. I will say nothing else about them. Uh, take a look at them. See what you think. And, you know, you might be more inclined to like them than I do. Like I say, I... You know, they're great pictures, but for some reason they don't sort of uh, do anything for me. <laughs> right, OK. The final link is to do with the Japanese tsunami, which, of course, was a massive story in March. And one of the best photographers was Shiho Fukada, who was a photographer who was on assignment for the International Herald Tribune. She went over there shortly after the earthquake and the tsunami happened. Some of the other photographers tended to get caught up in the landscape and the devastation with the landscape. I thought Shiho, for 
the images that she the work that she did uh i thought she managed to capture a good combination between the two capturing the devastation to the 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 landscape but also capturing the the faces of the people who had survived this horrific event something that you just could never prepare for um and i don't know whether that was to the to a certain extent because she was japanese i think maybe she was able to get in there and understand the culture and the society whereas western photographers being placed in there uh might not get some of the more subtle signs uh might not be able to see certain things that a, a japanese photographer you know would be able to see so i would certainly recommend that you have a look at shiho's work she's it's some of it's heartbreaking but it's work that has to be seen and she did an absolutely fantastic job at covering the disaster it can't have been an easy thing to do i will also add a final fourth link to the link page which of course is at darker-skies.com forward slash podcast i won't say any more about it other than it is some great work by a vietnam war photographer that's all i will say for the moment so there is a bonus link on there for you to click on as well when you go through there that's at again darker-skies.com forward slash podcast all the links are there it's getting towards the end of the podcast and i'd just like to thank you for taking the time to download this podcast to find a new feed to find a new itunes page just thank you very much it has been a bit of a pain moving the podcast and like i said earlier it is a bit like starting from scratch but we've got so much more bandwidth to play with now there should be no more issues when it comes to downloading any of the podcasts in future So take care and I will see you all next month. For more information on these podcasts, go to richardflintphoto.com forward slash podcasts. And for details about the links mentioned in this podcast, go to darker-skies.com forward slash podcast. (laughs) 